0: Joining us now is Brian Lee, Chief Investment Officer at Blue Zone Wealth Advisors. Brian, thanks for being with us. How are you feeling about the economy? We've gotten in a lot of information, including the Fed's moves, GDP. Your thoughts?
1: Yeah, we continue to see a decelerating economy. And long story short, we just don't believe that the economy can handle the magnitude of these rate hikes in such a short period of time. And so the spillover effects are, are starting to come through, albeit maybe a little bit delayed. And the bond market, given the yield inversion, 10 versus 2 is at negative 20, roughly, um, is telling us to, to be more cautious.
0: So do you think that the rate hikes are too much? Or do you think, because even uh, Jay Powell yesterday said, I don't believe that we've likely felt the full impact of the hikes. You know, we, we had June, July now we have a pause until september have they done too much
1: yeah i think they have i just think they're behind the curve they should have started you know maybe six to six to eight months ago and because they didn't they're trying to catch up and you know bulls are are gravitating towards the the comment that they might slow the pace of rate hikes Uh, translation meaning they might dip to 50 bits in September but at the end of the day they're behind the curve and and you know consumers are starting to to show their their spending patterns are are softening Mm -hmm. and decelerating and and we've yet to see it spill over to earnings.
0: So are you looking more to end of the year and 2023 more so than right now?
1: You know, we're, we're constantly playing the game of looking three, six, 12 months out. Um, you know, there's always that famous quote that if you're investing for today, you're doing it wrong. Uh, and so, yeah, we're, we're in this lull period in the market where volumes are, are pretty anemic, uh, especially given yesterday after that, that, you know, very strong, you know, rally. Um, you know, at the end of the day, volumes weren't that great. But we're looking out to the fall and, and continue to see kind of a, uh, a roadblock there in terms of growth and, and earnings.
0: Yeah, and so, you know, as we see everything slowing, I mean, I think that everyone can agree we've had slower everything at the same time, you know, 40-year highs for inflation. This GDP print, Jeffrey Kleintop, our own Jeffrey Kleintop of Charles Schwab, just made the point, there are eight to 10 revisions of the GDP print. So, actually, I hadn't really thought about how many there really could be, and he talked about even 1%, so it could come in as positive, I mean, It seems sort of wild and a long shot, but in the meantime, are you concerned? I mean, I think the trend is evident, right?
1: Yeah, I think the the trend is evident, and you know, if you're trying to trade around the GDP number, you know, you're 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 probably you know doing it wrong. Um, With that being said, let's just point: we're short the Russell right now, mostly as a hedge, but also will benefit if it if it you know, sells off. Um, But the Russell forward PE is around 20 times. And if you you break that down, the growth aspect of the Russell is more like 25 times. And then the the value is about 16 times. That's if you believe the earnings. And so we still think 20 times on the forward PE on the Russell is relatively elevated. So we should get an amplifier effect going on the downside when we have multiple compression continue and earnings come down.
0: Yeah, let's talk more about that short. So the Russell, which has been somewhat of an underperformer, but it hasn't been terrible. I mean, because it's year to date down 16% and many indices are that or worse, depending on what you look at. But you think it's heading further to the downside. And that's the short play, right? How much more downside potential are you looking at for, for small caps? And by the way, small caps often are the hedge or, you know, that other play that you can put, you know, for diver- diversification, but really haven't been so great over the last decade.
1: Yeah, ultimately, the companies in the Russell aren't as diversified. They don't have the balance sheets to withstand um, the slowdown as much as the large caps. And, yeah, they may not be hit as much by the, the dollar strength, given that they're not as multinational. Um mm-hmm. You know but we could easily see two to three point more compression on top of earnings decline of 10 15 percent so you know you could just do them out there and, and you could see the russell verse out another you know 10 15 20 percent
0: okay and then on the other side of the coin you have a name that you're long and that's bam brookfield asset management tell, me, tell us a little bit about your thoughts on this one why is this a long play
1: yeah, Brookfield Asset Manager Management is a $700 billion alternative asset manager, and they own roughly 60% of Oaktree Capital manager, Management. That they thrive in, in credit dislocations. Um, you know, the company is also looking to spin off their asset management business and have spoon-fed investors the valuation, basically assigning $50 a share to the asset-light asset management side and $30 for the balance sheet investments. You know, we just think that Brookfield's going to continue to thrive in a choppy environment and take advantage of the distress that's coming in the economy. On top of has the catalyst to you know spin off um, to unlock value for shareholders.
0: Okay, and so the big takeaway here, you mentioned AT&T, Walmart, Equifax, using some examples to give us the takeaway. Uh, explain your thoughts.
1: Yeah, listen, ATT coming out that consumers are delaying payments on their cell phone bills. Equifax coming out and, and basically saying that 60 day late subprime auto loans are trending higher. And then you have Walmart clearly saying that uh, consumers are spending less on the discretionary items, particularly apparel. Um, and then even when they discount them, they're not even budging into buying because they don't have any more money left after paying for high rent gasoline and high food and so you're just seeing this trend continue on where consumers are weakening and that's yet for wall street to truly appreciate the significant downside of uh, of that spillover effect
0: right and you know janet yellen today was talking about fiscal spending and you don't forget how much the government was helping folks and giving them much needed funds in many cases at this point now they've sort of taken that punch bowl away and as you noted equifax saying that late payments on subprime loans are increasing, and and that that's worrisome. I mean, you don't want Americans having to suffer like that, so we'll see what the next step is. Brian Lee, thank you. Chief Investment right. Officer at Blue Zone Wealth Advisors. And I'm not insinuating there should be more fiscal spending or somebody should get a job. I just was trying to empathize with folks who have some big bills to pay. Nobody likes that.